Welcome to the Bushy Black Brother Network. Good afternoon and welcome to Fade to Black Cinema. I'm Michael, your Bushy Black Brother, and I'm here with my co-host, Alicia. Hello. And this week, it was something that burst out uh, really, really quick um, on Netflix. And it was a Sundance winner uh, earlier this year. 2020 and it's the 40 year old version not See? to be confused say it, baby, say it. with 40 year old virgin <laughs> this is 40 year old version as in version one version two <laughs> and version three this is what this one is about <sighs> so um then really it just came out saw some quick excerpts it was in black and white and the first thing that came to my mind was, wow, Spike Lee. You know what I mean? And I said, okay, black and white, uh-oh, Brooklyn. Whoa, a female version of a Spike Lee joint. I was like, nah, let me see what she got. And um, this was a very, very, I really enjoyed this one. This wasn't just creative. It was very enjoyable to me. And um, the 40-year-old version um, was written by, uh, what's her name, Rhonda Blank. She wrote it, she directed, and she starred in it as the main character. So when you say, what is this all about? It's all about her. And she made this, you know, kind of autobiographical uh, story, uh, a down-on-her-luck playwright thinks the only way she can salvage her voice as an artist is to become a rapper at 40. So, no, I already gave away my feelings on it. But uh, what do you think, Lisa? I mean, it was funny. I loved it. New York, all your characters from New York. It reminded me of Spike Lee in some ways, the the way it was flowing, um, the black and white. <laughs> I really loved it. She was crazy. Um, I mean, it it, it, it wasn't. It was about her, but it was it was about her and her feelings and what she was going through at the age of forty, um, finding herself, you know. Which a lot of times women usually don't take that long to find themselves. But she was just creative, mm-hmm. and you know, normally you know, trying to figure out where she should go. But either way, she had a talent of both. She she had. She yeah, had, she's talented. She was very talented. Whether mm. she wanted to be a playwright or, or a rapper, or a rapper <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But she was very talented. So I really love the fact that, um, you know what, you know how the story was. It wasn't, you know, crazy. You no, know, it wasn't. So <laughs> she started off, um, and this is probably why I gravitate so closely to it. Is it shows the nuances of New York. It and did. when you see the nuances, when you're a New Yorker, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's. So she running toward the bus, knowing it's not the bus stop, but saying, hey, hey, come on, let me in, bro, let me in. And, and, and you talking to the bus driver and you try to give him a compliment. And, you know, New Yorkers is like, yo, get the fuck out of here. And she was like, my, my mom's dead. Damn. All right. Whatever. And, you know, and, and it moves on. But that's the type of dry humor oh. and dry interactions that you get with people in New York. And it, it's, it's just so funny 
Because until you stop and look at it, you don't see the humor in it. Well, you know, my there was two things that I really loved about it was the smart ass, them teenage damn kids with their smart ass mouth. They were getting on my, you know, but that was New York kids. You know what I'm saying? And you had and being a teacher, how you had to deal with them. And then I love her best friend Archie. Lord of my, that's like having a gay friend in New York. <laughs> Shay would agree with that one, but I love that. I said, I wish she was my friend, <laughs> you know, but I love how it was true. That's how New York is. The kids, the people, the friendship, the, you know, try to make it in the art industry or the art area in New York city. So yeah, it was, it was just for real for me. And I really enjoyed aspects again that a lot of people don't don't get to live or know about because it was it was sort of about gentrification. That's how she wanted to write her her screenplay um, for the theater, but she also rapped about consciousness and what was going on in the community. And the one thing that I remember when living in New York was going into the one guy that made the beats or the one guy that was the best DJ and you would walk into their house and you would hear him or, or whoever it was just mixing and just creating things on the fly. And you kind of like, Whoa, and you transfixed. And she had a guy in there. He was DJ D who was making beats for everybody. He's like, I don't care what you'll say. I'm just here for the beats. But when she tried to find her voice and started to rap, he started giving her beats that matched her and they build a relationship together, which was very odd too. She's going on 40 and this, <laughs> this kid's 26. But it also had a uh, sensuality about it. And, and a grown woman, you know, walking around in New York, you know, trying to find somebody, you know what I mean? And, but she was so talented, she went either way to say, how do I find my niche? And she did it with humor she hit it, hit it with some compassion and some realism. And I just thought that whole watching the whole movie, I think it was almost two hours, though. The movie? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was yeah. it was pretty long. It was two hours. And but if you broke it up into a series, you would be able to see a lot of the characters. Um, and one of the, the things that is gives you a similarity to uh, Spike Lee is Spike Lee will have those quick flash offs of people talking in the community about certain things and she did that it was a it was a bum across the street it was this old 70 year old woman walking down with her sequent jacket on and a hair all and and then the asian grocer and and they and then a, a, a puerto rican girl from the bodega and they had an opinion about things but she would flash to them like she's asking them a question or her thoughts about her play it would be shown to you in an image that you kind of be like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And she knew it was terrible, but in her mind it flashed out. Mm -hmm. So those little quick flash ins and out uh, made, gave me a similarity of how um, Spike Lee did his movies as well. But I just enjoyed it, and it was I enjoyed it a lot more because I didn't expect anything that would kind of blow me away with being creative and being real and um, bringing back memories of the nuances of New York. Yeah, so, I mean, I loved it. You, yeah, I said what I had to say. I loved it. 
Yeah, cool. So, very good movie. Forty year old version uh, just came out on Netflix. So it's going to be on for a while. So if you put that in your rotation, you probably you you should be able to enjoy this one. Most people who don't enjoy movies like this aren't used to the city and be like, hey, I don't know what they're talking about. This is just stupid. Yeah, because you know the characters. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't can't understand the characters on the streets of New York. You know, um, the characters, how, you know, the kids are. But again, if you're a person that travel and explore and, you know, can un- and, and understand that these are j- characters and these are just as real as you can see in another city, you should be able to enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, overall, the storyline um, was clear enough for you to follow. You just hope that she will find the right one for her to actually, you know, embrace she knew what she loved but all in all she still wanted to do things and you know it was she was she's a great actress too she's such a natural act she remind me i told lisha she remind me of Issa ray yeah so Issa ray has that natural oh i love this girl this girl is just so funny she's <laughs> she's natural like oh what you looking at me like that for and and yeah. she reacts in a natural way even while she acts so and and this this lady, she was just fantastic too. I just I really enjoyed it, and I w- I was hoping it would be a series, so I would be able to continue on with this. But hopefully, somebody give her the money for her to start creating some bigger and better things as yeah, well. Yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, big shout out to what's her name, uh, Lena Waithe. Um, yes. Yeah, Lena, she is doing a lot of things. Giving that Her name is associated in producing and writing and sometimes even starring in a lot of shows with black people, black women. She Her name is associated to a lot, and it took her a while. And, you know, her, her boy um, from Master of None, um, that's when we saw her and, and just started appreciating yeah, her, I wish she would come her back. writing. I but, um, that show too. yeah, I used to love that. That was just one yeah. of, another one of those creative shows that you miss because something was misunderstood or, yeah. you know, opinions are opinions. So we're just going to leave that one. But anywho, Fade to Black Cinema every Wednesday. Check us out. We still got a couple more black shows so you'd be able to either binge watch or one movie, check it out, and just it's gone. Um, but I think we got a, just a couple of series left. And you know what they are, but we'll tell you when it's done. <laughs> yep, that sure is true. So follow us on Faith to Black Cinema, every podcast download, bougieblackbrother.com. You can check it out throughout the other podcasts that's on there. Or Bougie Black Brother Network. That sometimes we even make a video of things. But uh, this time we just chilling. Uh, you got anything, baby? Not I thank you for stopping by Faith Black Cinema, and we'll see you next week. Later. Bye.